This is the Town Roots Podcast, episode number five. Welcome to the Town Roots Podcast, the podcast of, about, and for Oakland. No matter if you live in the town, do business here, or are visiting, we have something for you. And now, your hosts, Anthony Wilson and Vincent Hayes. So, hey, Jason, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you, Anthony and Vincent. So excited to be here. You know, so, so Jason, I'll say, you know, I absolutely love your guys' concept. And, and you know, we've done two of your classes and I just have absolutely mm-hmm. loved them. You guys do an awesome job. You have an awesome concept, very interactive. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about Truffle Shuffle and how you guys got started. Absolutely. And I'm so pumped that you guys got to join us and cook with us. It's very special. It's very special for us. And it's a very special time for Truffle Shuffle to kind of develop this business model. And so... Truffle Shuffle is a, we call it an honest truffle company. We started this business uh, just with the goal of sourcing honest, sustainable truffles directly from hunters and bringing them to chefs in America. And that was in 2018. And then in 2019, we started incorporating those truffles into products. And we got really excited about that. And in 2020, at the end of 2019, we actually got a global deal with Whole Foods. We're ramping up for that. And at 2020, when COVID-19 hit, uh, you know, we were honestly at a point where we were just dead in the water. 80% of our business was directly to restaurants and every single restaurant in the entire world was closed. And we had 20 pounds of fresh shuffles on hand that if we didn't sell, we, uh, were going to be out of business. And so we launched these interactive cooking classes, which is what you experienced. And what it's done is just kind of uncover a business model that we had no idea was there. And that the whole team is just so passionate about. And so how did you guys come up with the idea to go to, to online cooking classes? How'd that start? You know, we started just selling truffles. I come, my dad was a, had a used car dealership and I come from, you know, kind of a business building sales family, you know? And so we started this business, just, we just wanted to start a business and we love truffles. And so we started just selling truffles and we got to a point where we had 20 pounds of truffles on hand. It was the end of the season. We, you know, we're looking at these flight bans from Europe and we were really sure. And we're like, okay, well, the restaurants are still open, but the flight bans are on. Let's just, let's double down. Let's get a lot of truffles in. And so we got 20 pounds of truffles in because we had no clue how much more was going to come. And so then a couple of days later, the shelter in place happened. And so the shelter in place happens. All the restaurants are closed. We have all these truffles, and that was Tuesday, right? So the shelter in place happened on Tuesday. We got a phone call on Wednesday from a social club in San Francisco called The Battery, and they were like, hey, would you guys want to do a virtual cooking class for us? And they they just wanted, like, the, you know, come on, send an ingredient list, everything like that. And basically, we're talking to them. The Battery is a very affluent club. They love truffles. While looking at these truffles just burning a hole in our pocket. And we're like, literally one of those ideas, like on the call, we're like, listen, your members at the battery, we know they want things done. Well, we know they want things really, really nice. What if we sent them all the ingredients for the risotto mised out and look, I don't, I can't promise it, but what if we get some truffles in there too? And we just sell them the ingredients. The class is free. And the battery was like, would you really do that? And we're like, yes, yes, we would do that. And we launched that Thursday, 9 a.m. by noon, sold out of all the truffles, effectively saving our business. 
That's awesome. So um, when you do your classes, it's it's uh, so I, I had this class where we did the uh, French omelet mm-hmm. uh, and and it was amazing. My wife has just fallen in love with this thing. And uh, the one of the things that she loved was how you incorporated some of the, the fun elements. Like you had the dog that was there that mm-hmm. was yeah. um, uh, having the, uh, the the mocktail, I guess, if you will. And, uh, you know, how do you how do you uh, factor in the fun piece of your classes to make it more um, engaging? You know, honestly, a lot of it is I don't want to say improv, but um, just being able to work with things on the fly. And so when you work at a really high pressure restaurant like the French Laundry, um, you just learn how to manage a lot. So what we're kind of doing is managing the lesson and the training but then also just making it really engaging for people. So like that dog, his name is chef cashew and literally we're just doing the class. And this lady, cause I look at the grid view, I'm watching everyone cook. Right. And this lady is just holding the dog up to the screen and I'm trying to figure out what it like, is that a monkey? Like what, what is happening? Right there? And I look closer and it's this tiny little dog in a chef costume. And, <laughs> it was like one of the things where we started laughing and then you watch everyone on the screen just start laughing, you know, like hundreds of people laughing along with like kind of this unique moment. And so uh, we, I sent them, we sent them a message and we're like, listen, we will get you kids. What we got to do is get fake food. And we, we want, we got the idea. We're like, we're going to go to chef cashew, like, cause we're going to have new members. that don't know about it. And we're going to have members that do know about it. Right. And we're going to go to, we're going to go to Chef Cashew every week, and we want Chef Cashew. We're like, we're making omelets, and we go to Chef Cashew, and he made a roast chicken. Like, <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> so a lot of it has just been being okay managing the stress of teaching people to cook while kind of letting people work and interact with us. You know, one thing that I really love is that their family's doing it. You know, when I, I, I um, you yeah. know, we had spoken before, and then I told my wife about you guys. And she was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. And so and so we did it. And then she just absolutely loved it. And then, you know, I love the way you see families doing it. Um, you see couples doing it, you know, multiple mm-hmm. generations. And, you know, our, our kids are a little shy to get on the camera, but they stand by the side and, and they watch. Uh, but they always eat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they always right, eat. Right. And so... Um, did you sort of think about that when you were planning it or is that just kind of a, a unexpected uh, result? I mean, honestly, to be completely honest, this whole thing is unexpected. Yeah. Last Valentine's Day, to give you guys an idea, last Valentine's Day, we had the idea to do a truffle pasta kit, right? And this is like our company so young, you know, honestly, it was, yeah, so our first like Valentine's Day being in business and we're like, what if we sold a hundred at $50 per like, Oh my God, we're going to make so much money. And we order all this stuff. We get it in and we sold 10. It got Mm -hmm. to the point where like, it was just nothing was organized. You know what I mean? We didn't know shipping. We didn't like, we had that. We had like a, we had a three foot box or it was like a two foot box. But then once you shipped it, it cost more to ship the box than what we're charging people for the box. And then, it got to the point where we just had to like, we're like, what can we do? And we literally ended up standing outside in the rain outside of a florist on Valentine's day, trying to sell these pasta boxes, sold one more that day. And so when we launched this risotto 
cooking class, truly, we were like, I, you know, like, like I was getting flashbacks of that being like, man, I don't, you know, I like told everyone, I was like, don't buy anything. Like, let's just see if we sell. Right. And when that thing hit, when the battery sent that email at nine by noon, I mean, we sold so many of them. And what it's done is just, you know, that first one, we've tried to give a really good experience and we've kind of had some time to be chefs, but then also develop like, you know, to, to represent a business, you got to like develop, not a persona, but just be comfortable going out and talking to people. And so we've had enough time to kind of develop that persona and character and entertainment value. And so from that first one, honestly, it's just kind of taken off and, the, the, on, to be completely honest, you know, like I had a rough upbringing and I always cooked for myself and my brothers and sisters and just seeing kids on there cooking is like just 100% means the world to me. And and now I'm trying to figure out like, how do we do more for them? You know, like we have this one girl, Sophia Weber, every week she wears something, some different like Panda thing, you know, and that's like her and Sarah's thing. And then we have this lady, Kathy, and she has, I think the girl's about eight, but <laughs> This week they all showed up. They made truffle shuffle t-shirts <laughs> and they're like, they're just so pumped. And it's just so cool to see that this has like been something that truly like lets people sit down at the dinner table together. You have to say I was, I was inspired because uh, some of the, some of the kids dishes look look, look better than our dishes did. They do good little hands, you know, they, <laughs> they, they, I mean, and they sit there, they listen, they focus and, we had this um girl reach out or her dad reached out and um said that she the only thing she wanted for her 13th birthday was to be on this cooking class with us wow that's awesome hey quick question for you um mm-hmm. i don't know if you explained it on in the beginning but but why truffles so um, and that is something we should do a better job, like just explaining to people why we started this business. But essentially truffles are the most expensive ingredient restaurants will buy and the hardest for them to know where they're coming from. So with that, we saw a business opportunity, right? We saw all these restaurants spending a lot of money on truffle and not really knowing where they're coming from, you know, because it's the trade is completely unregulated. You can put, you know what I mean? You can put a hundred thousand dollars worth of truffles in a, 50 pound box and ship it to America with no label on it, you know, and nobody has, you know, there's going to be, but then it lands and you open that box up, you throw that box away. Nobody has any idea where that those shuffles came from. And so what we saw was honestly, uh, uh, just, we saw a problem in the supply chain where chefs were starting to pay for counterfeit truffles Right. And so we came in and basically just effectively worked to solve that. We have direct relationships with the hunters. We get them in, we train chefs on what to look for. And so we saw the business opportunity in addition to uh, truffles are one of those ingredients. And I don't know if there's anything else like this other than like incredible home cooking, but that can create a lifetime memory. The first time you have like honest truffles prepared the right way, it usually is like a memory that stays with you for your whole life. You know, like you have white truffle risotto at a restaurant done really well. Like that is a memory that is locked into your brain that brings joy every time you think about it. And to be able to build a company off of that was a very exciting idea. Can you tell us a little bit about your culinary background? Yeah, absolutely. So I, a lot of people kind of fall into cooking, you know, but I loved cooking since day one. 
as a young kid, I actually didn't know how the world worked. And so I had this idea that I would be a chef three days a week and that I would be a music producer two days a week. <laughs> and so leading up to that, I actually dropped out of high school and I uh, was an intern at Stankonia Studios in Atlanta. Wow. And so worked. I just worked at the studio with at Al, it was Alcast's studio, right? I never worked directly with them, but they would when they weren't recording, they rented the studio out to other artists. And so literally, I I mean, I like just dropped out of high school, started doing that, and then I wasn't getting paid, and then things got really rough at home, and I basically just had to start working, you know. So I started working at I've held a job since I was twelve, but I started working in a kitchen when I was fourteen, and the first day that I entered the kitchen and it was one of those, like uh, there's more work than you can like, there's like more things that you got to do right now than you can possibly think through. Uh, I got that like feeling of like adrenaline and I was like, well, this is awesome. <laughs> I had no idea what to do, but I just knew I loved, I like had found my like home, you know? And so I started out just as a young kid at a breakfast restaurant and then I actually made a fake college transcript to get into an internship program at Disney. And so then somehow I ended up at Disney at like 17. They thought I was in college and they, that's how I needed like housing. So I got an apartment at Disney and was at their food and beverage program. But then, you know, honestly I hated it because I was just like, I would like serve French fries and make milkshakes. And so from there I got a, I found a culinary apprenticeship program in New Hampshire. And so then from seven at 18, I packed everything I owned and moved to New Hampshire, which wasn't really anything, but I ended up in the second coldest city in America, just trying to learn how to cook, <laughs> including Alaska, you know, and then did that for about a year and a half. The chef there told me, I told him I wanted to work as a French laundry. He told me I would never make it there. And he used to throw plates at me and call me Keller, which is Thomas Keller is the chef of the French laundry. Yep, and he, yep. he would just chuck plates at me and make fun of me and so i i left there and started working at a resort in georgia and then i finished my apprenticeship program there and then the first two the first time i ever had time off i asked for two weeks to go to california to look at some restaurants and they gave me two weeks and i flew to california with a bottle of wine or i flew to california with a giant resume right with the goal of getting it into the hands of the guys at the French laundry and got in after my like second day, I drove up to the Napa, went to the French laundry, got there, stood outside, was too nervous to go inside. I went down the street. I found a little wine shop. I walked into the wine shop and there was one bottle of wine and it said relentless. And then I had $105 in the bank. The bottle of wine cost $78. I went ahead and bought it, went back over to the restaurant, basically Broken entered into the French laundry and I left a big resume in the car and brought the nice one in case they kicked me out. I figured I'd drop the big one. Then someone would have to look at it, you know, and uh, asked the chef if we could sit down and showed him the bottle of wine, showed him my resume. We chatted and then he offered me a position. And then I stayed at the French laundry for four years. And so that's an insane amount of time to be at a restaurant of that caliber. And then when I left the restaurant, I, it's honestly a pretty crazy story. I left the restaurant and then ended up working for a very wealthy guy named Mitch Rouse, who is now our largest investor in Truffle Shuffle and my business mentor. That's crazy. 
That's an awesome. Yeah, that is an awesome story. <laughs> and so it's just been a lot of like you know wanting to really learn how to cook and loving cooking, and then kind of just figuring out how to get to the next level. You know. So no, that 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 story is awesome. Uh, that is that show. You know, just a lot of courage. Um, so back to the cooking class. So what's been your biggest surprise from, from all this? My biggest, I guess there's a couple things. One is one of the biggest surprises that I've enjoyed the most is we've been building this truffle business, right? And with products and restaurants and accounts, but there's something very special that you have as whether it's a service personnel or a chef, you are trained to be really excellent at your craft so that you can deliver the best experience possible, right? You know, making the food and running service is like half the battle, but doing it really well so you create the opportunity for that experience, that seamless experience, you know, is the other half. And that was that seamless experience is what was missing from our kind of business model before because we would just deliver truffles to a restaurant, right? But there, we didn't add any value to that or we would make the products and we would add value, but then we didn't deliver anything to do with the actual experience. And so my biggest kind of surprise is like working on this and then uncovering this ability to deliver the experience and then just kind of watching how quickly amongst our team of all restaurant individuals how that experience like how people we've all just picked up picked up on it so quick you know it's like really we're organizing dinner for 200 300 400 people and getting it to the point where then everyone's cooking it together and then we're training all the chefs on how to cook it and then we take this the same level of uh service and enthusiasm that you would on the service side of a dining room and so I have been really surprised to see how we uncovered a business model that's really brought that fulfilling part back to our internal team's life. Well, having participated in your in your guys' classes, I would say the the experience is is tremendous. And I think it from my perspective, it started when you know the box arrives. And everything you need from the olive oil down to the butter down to the salt is included in the package. I mean, like, I don't have to pull mm-hmm. anything out of my own phrase. I, I, I thought that yeah. was a very, very nice touch. Um, and then, you know, just the, the, the way you guys interact with, um, with everyone on, on, the, on the screen, on the Zoom call, I just think it's great. It's very, it's very fun. It's very inclusive. Um, with respect to everybody that's on there, getting a chance to show their dish, getting a chance to mm-hmm. talk, you sort of go to everybody on the screen. But I would say, you know, one of the things that was one of the biggest surprises didn't have anything to do with the food at all. It was the king from Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like our, our house is huge Hamilton fans. And to have, yeah. you know, the guy who plays the, the king in Hamilton in San Francisco serenade everybody i just thought was tremendous yeah yeah and he's a a good becoming a good friend you know and i was it's so cool too to see him come on and perform and see people enjoy it so the biggest surprise is to see how even in the middle of 
adversity like this, we can still find a way to deliver that experience to people and deliver that happiness. Yeah. And I agree with you 100%. I think the the cooking class might bring people, but the experience Mm -hmm. keeps them coming back. Yeah. 100%. And with that, now what we're looking at is like, we started this and we have committed ourselves to donating a meal to all the healthcare workers. Uh, For every kit sold, we donate a meal to the healthcare workers. And so we've been working with the Alameda County health system. And so thus far we have donated 5,000 meals total and that's us cooking them and delivering them. Wow. That's amazing. And, and so now as uh, you know, the shelter in place is, is lifting and the the number of beds being filled with COVID-19 patients is going down and some of the restrictions are being lifted. Now we're looking at like, okay, we kind of, we have this, platform right we have all these people that have started to build this relationship with truffle shuffle we're a company that is in the middle of oakland you know i mean we are on uh we're in west oakland we're on adeline street without oakland we would not be able to get to where we're at right now and now we're looking at like okay how do we give back to the community as much as it's given to us right now and that's a piece that we're you know especially with the Black Lives Matters movement we're looking at and we're like, how do we make sure that we're on the right side of history and how do we make sure that we're a benefit to people that want to join us and the people that are in our community? Nice. That's nice, great. So uh, my question is like, where, where do you guys uh, get the inspiration for your dishes? Um, are they dishes that you've done typically like for French laundry or is it something that you create, you know, every, every week or you have a plan? How, do, how does that work? The dish, honestly, should be like a 25-minute dish, you know, that like a trained chef can make. And then you turn that into a, okay, how do we teach people that? And so we're trying to stick to just, and you'll see kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Omelets, one pan, you prep it all. You can prep it on a cutting board, make it in a pan. The raviolis, kind of two pans, right? But you can prep it all on a cutting board, you know, and then finish it in one pan. And so we're trying to stay away from like, uh, you know, like 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 potatoes and salmon and asparagus and a vinaigrette. Because what we've learned is that people want to just do one thing really well. They want to, you know, and I think even for the ravioli, we could have just done raviolis and then sent people a jar of sauce, and they still would have been super happy. Oh, nice! And so it's techniques from myself and Tyler and Ian and uh, our training over the years. But then, how do we break that down into just kind of like one segment? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I um, I, I know that my omelet game has now uh, been uh, taken up a, a couple of notches, so I'm, I'm excited to be able to try and do that for people when I get visitors in town and stuff, whenever that happens. Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things, too. I mean, and dude, we are blown away every time. Like, the omelet one, you go to people's screen, and it's just like, holy crap, you guys, like, People listen. It's like these techniques that people think are like so mysterious. You know, you just explain them and then people bust out French rolled omelets with truffles at home, you know, in tiny little apartments in New York. You've even changed the way I crack an egg. You know, and that was a question people asked. I was like, you know, there's a specific way you'll try how to do it as a chef so you can do it faster and faster, you know, because you're cracking. You're not just cracking two eggs. You're cracking 500. Right. Right. And that was like, that was a great question, you know, and we're able to answer it in real time and show people and then also kind of keep the script going. So when 
shelter at home is lifted, do you think will your business change? Will you still do this? Will you go back to to the truffle business the way it was before? What are, what are your what's your vision on that? You know, like one, the truffle business, the restaurant business won't be the same. So then from there, we need to it just won't be the same for a long time, you know? And so the cooking class business, we honestly, we love it. We're going to, we've committed ourselves to doing it every week. And then we're going to learn how to keep developing that and keep developing it in a way where it's something people really want and really want to come back to each week. And so we're kind of looking at different price points and different kids and how to keep it uh, really entertaining. But we love doing it, and I love seeing that people love doing it. And then the biggest thing that, you know, I just want to make sure that we do it in a way where we don't get too big and we can't take care of customers customers anymore. I got a call at 3 today, really nice lady, once she just has questions about her pasta dough, and she's going to try making it one more time. So I'm going to take, you know, 20 minutes out of my day and make sure she learns how to make awesome pasta. Nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the experience, the the service. I mean, that's, that's everything. And I mean, that you can't, uh, you know, that comes from the heart. And, and if you don't want to do that, or if someone doesn't want to do that, they're not going to do that. That I think that speaks to your guys' character. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Incredible. No, I just think that uh, what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, I, and we can't say it enough. I, I think that um, you have created uh, kind of a niche that, like, I don't think anybody's going to be able to touch because incorporating truffles in your dishes and, and giving kind of that, that culinary feel to everything that you do is, is just really uh, incredible. And it's and the kits are, are well prepared. The the even the mm-hmm. ability to add in a, a cocktail with the the food recipe was was a very nice touch. So I'm just yeah. I'm, I'm truly inspired by you guys. Yeah, incredible. Thank you, Vincent. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, tell us how can people find you? TruffleShuffleSF.com, and then we're on Instagram at TruffleShuffle underscore SF. Um, and we release the dishes on Sunday and honestly, we're usually sold out by Wednesday. Yep. Cool. Hey, well, Jason, this was awesome. We really appreciate you joining us today. I know, you know, speaking, you know, for my wife, she will definitely be on, we will definitely be on this Sunday for lobster tails. I know, you know, she, she, uh, you know, we've shared this with a number of our friends and, and, and they've done it, enjoyed it. And I was telling you before, she wants to do a, uh, uh, corporate event with her team, you know, as well. So, uh, so I'll, I'll be talking to you about that at another time. Incredible. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you guys so much for having me on this. I'm so excited and, you know, really look forward to building this business in Oakland. Thank you for listening to the Town Roots Podcast. For more information about the show, to leave comments and connect with the hosts, head over to www.townroots.com.